Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Borslon. And I am Santiago Montalvo. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date of this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Santiago. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, just living the dream. Living the dream, always. Um, You know, in the past few years, there's been a lot of changes pertaining to evicting tenants in residential properties. And not too long ago, on July 1st, 2022, another change went into effect with the VRLTA. So it seems like a good time to check in and refresh everyone's understanding of kind of how evictions work and the status of what notices need to be provided, et cetera. So let's first talk about how you begin the process of removing a tenant for a violation of the lease. Before you can initiate the legal process of an eviction, the VRLTA provides notice requirements to the tenant, and those requirements vary based on why you want to terminate the lease. Yeah, so if the issue is unpaid rent, you must give the tenant notice telling him that if he doesn't pay the rent in five days, you will file an unlawful detainer lawsuit. This is a change from what had been required during the COVID-19 pandemic. There is no longer a requirement for a 14-day notice of non-payment, nor is there a requirement for landlords to offer a payment plan. In addition, the rent relief program has ended and is not accepting any new applications. So there is no obligation to apply for rent relief on behalf of tenants who have not paid the rent. If the reason you want to terminate is a violation of the lease other than non-payment, and that violation is remediable, meaning it can be fixed, you must first provide what's known as a 2130-day letter. The 2130-day letter tells the tenant that if she doesn't remedy this violation of the lease term within 21 days, the lease will terminate in 30 days. Violations that would fall under this would include things like parking in an unauthorized spot or having an unauthorized guest in the property. If the tenant cures the issue within 21 days, you cannot terminate the lease. If the person intentionally commits the same violation again after you've issued the 2130-day notice, you can terminate the lease after 30 days without giving the tenant time to cure or fix the problem. If the tenant's violation is non-remediable, like for instance, illegal drug distribution, you can give written notice saying that the lease will terminate at the end of 30 days. If the violation is a willful or criminal act which poses a threat to health or safety, you can terminate the lease immediately and start eviction proceeding. In cases like this, you don't have to wait for an actual conviction to terminate. You just have to prove to the judge that the person committed the violation by the preponderance of the evidence. This means you have to prove it's more likely than not that the tenant committed the crime. Keep in mind, this is a lower standard than for a criminal conviction. If the tenant does not vacate the property or pay the money owed, you would file an unlawful detainer suit. Do this you would need to go to a magistrate or a general district court judge and have him or her issue a summons to the tenant. That basically puts the tenant on notice that you are starting the process of eviction. If she decides to contest, the judge will set a trial date. 
If she doesn't, then you can just ask for a writ of possession. A writ of possession is a legal document that tells the tenant that you now have the right to possess the property and that the tenant has to leave. The sheriff is the one who will actually serve the writ on the tenant, but he must wait to do so for 10 days. Why? Because the tenant has 10 days to appeal the judgment and the sheriff can't serve the writ during the appeal period. The sheriff has to serve the writ at least 72 hours before the actual eviction. At any point before a judgment is issued in an unlawful detainer suit for non-payment of rent, the tenant can pay all outstanding rent, fees, court costs, and remain in the property. However, the tenant can only do this once every 12 months. This is known as a right of redemption. Even though the eviction process has already started, you as a landlord can still accept rent from the tenant. However, if you want to accept the rent either in full or partial and continue on with the eviction, you have to let the tenant know that you are accepting the rent with reservation. Otherwise, accepting the rent will be seen by the courts as an agreement that the tenant has satisfied the obligations and you'll have to start the eviction process all over again. You only have to provide the tenant with written notice that you are accepting their rent payment with reservation one time between delivery of the termination notice and the end of the eviction process. The safest thing to do is to include the language in the written termination notice. After the court case is over and the sheriff has served the writ of possession on the tenant, how does the actual eviction process work? There are two types of evictions, full and 24-hour lock change. For a full eviction, you would need to take all of the tenant's property and place it on the nearest public right away. You, or the landlord, has to provide a locksmith and enough people to get all of the property out of the house. The sheriff's office looks after both the landlord and the tenant's interest and may order that the eviction be postponed if there's inclement weather or other factors that could affect the tenant's property. The 24-hour lock change eviction is more commonly used, mostly because it's significantly cheaper. You or the owner must provide a lock myth to change the locks, then the house becomes a temporary storage facility for 24 hours. During that time, the tenant must have reasonable access to remove the property, but they cannot stay overnight. At the end of the 24-hour period, any property left in the dwelling goes to the landlord who must sell it or destroy it. If the tenant comes back on the property after the 24-hour period ends, they are trespassing. Keep in mind that only a law enforcement official can actually remove a tenant from a dwelling. Self-help evictions are not permitted in Virginia. You also cannot cut off water, gas, or other essential services in an attempt to get the tenant to get out. This is called a constructive eviction and a tenant can get a court order requiring you to resume service. The tenant can also recover actual damages and attorney's fees. Plus the court might order that the tenant retain possession of the property. If things have gotten to the point of eviction proceedings, you need to follow all of the proper steps and let the process play out as the law intends. Now let's take it to the hotline. I applied for rent relief, but my application has not been approved. Now that I am no longer required to apply for rent relief, can I give a five-day notice of non-payment of rent and begin the eviction proceedings? It's a great question. If 45 days have passed since the application for rent relief, then you may proceed to obtain possession of the property. If 45 days have passed since the application for rent relief, then you may proceed to obtain possession of the property. If 45 days have not yet lapsed, 
you may not find that an eviction proceeding would be in your favor. Virginia Realtors had a 14-day notice. Are they providing a five-day notice? Can I use the five-day notice that we had before COVID? Historically, we have not provided a five-day notice. We did provide the 14-day notice of non-payment during the pandemic because it was a sudden departure from the previous requirement. We do not currently offer a five-day notice for non-payment of rent. Because I do not know what your previous notice said, I can't with certainty say that you can use it again. But it is likely that your previous five-day notice of non-payment of rent would be appropriate to use again as the law has substantially reverted back to its pre-pandemic notice requirement. Now, Kate, can I charge late fees on non-payment of rent? Yes, provided it is in the written rental agreement and does not exceed the lesser of 10% of the periodic rent or 10% of the remaining balance due and owed by the tenant. Let's limit your risk. Before taking steps to evict a tenant, make sure you fully understand the process. Seek guidance from your broker and or attorney who can assist you. Never engage in self-help eviction. Make sure you have written records of all communications with the tenants and copies of all the notices provided. This will be important should you need to file an unlawful detainer. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the law and ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as the substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2022. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.